What is up, Minnesota soccer fans, and welcome in. This is our Soda Soccer Super Show. We're doing things a little bit different tonight. I was out at TCO Stadium covering the Minnesota Aurora USLW League Cup Final um, last night, so we weren't able to do a straight post-game show for that, nor a straight post-game show for Minnesota United. So a day later, we are combining both of these shows into one sort of super show. We'll go over Aurora first for the first 35, 40 minutes, and then we'll switch over and talk Minnesota United and their two-to-one win. But... To help me cover the Aurora aspect of this, I am very, very pleased to welcome in goalkeeper's coach, Cassie Ulrich. Cassie, how are you? Thank you so much for joining the show. Yeah, I'm good, Jeremy. Really appreciate you having me on tonight. Really happy to be here. Well, uh, I, I I very much appreciate you having you on just in general, but also considering we're less than 24 hours um, from that tough uh, cup final <laughs> loss, which we will get to, but I told you off air, it would be very yeah. limited, very little doom and gloom on this week's uh, on this week's conversation. Um, it's very going to be much reflecting on the season as a whole um, and kind of your experience uh, within that. And in that vein, before we get to the match, before we get to the season, I kind of want to get to know your Aurora story. Everybody involved in Minnesota Aurora has an yeah. Aurora story, how they first heard about yeah. the club, how they got involved, things like that. And it's all different. And that's the, I think the coolest thing about it is everybody's Aurora story is just a little bit different, but it all comes together in the fact that you're all part of this close knit group that did so many great things. So before we get started on all that other stuff, Cassie, tell me your Aurora story. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this one's kind of fun for me because it's just, something it was so unexpected i mean i follow women's soccer quite deeply uh through twitter um at least like what's happening in the soccer world what's happening in the end of usl like different leagues with players and so somehow uh i was just following along the establishment of the uslw and then me living in utah I, i've coached there for two years so i've lived there for two years now uh, Minnesota Aurora pops up into my feed, but before it's even Aurora, it's just this idea of a team and they're looking for community owners. And they're at that stage of the, the founding where they're seeking that, uh, you know, that mm. financial commitment, that, that home community base really building up the club. And I was like, wow, this is really neat. I, I love what they're doing. And I just started following from then on out. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm watching in real time as the they're doing the brand polls, the crest polls, the name mm. uh, polls to the fan base on the internet, on Twitter, and that they're announcing their coach hirings, they're announcing uh, player commitments. I see a, they post a job on Twitter. They say, hey, we're hiring a goalkeeper coach. Submit your application mm. here. And I'm like, well, this during the summer when I have some time off, um, yeah. well, lower different time I don't have to be on campus for my college coaching job and I thought this is neat how did the, how did I just start following this team and all of a sudden um kind of my I don't know I don't want to call it a specialty coach but I, I love being a goalkeeper coach I'm a, I'm a head coach at a college but I love mm. the goalkeeping side of the game as a goalkeeper myself and so I'm like hey I'm gonna put my name in the hat and then mm -hmm. everything just happened so quickly we go in, I get an interview. Um, I meet with the coaching staff, have that first interview. Nicole asked me for a second interview and then boom, 
offered the job. And I think it was a week and a half turnaround by the time I got offered the job to the start date of the season. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden I'm like, okay, where am I going to live? And now I've got a almost 20 hour drive from Salt Lake to Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, that's how I started following Aurora and ended up getting involved with, with the club. It sounds like you're pretty headstrong. And as soon as you saw the opening, you kind of went for it. Did any of that other stuff enter your mind? How am I going to, you know, where am I going to live? You know, I'm going to be, you know, half a country away over the summer. Did any of that sort of enter your mind as like, oh, this will be a little bit difficult? Or was it just, hey, I want this opportunity. I'll, I'll figure out the rest later. Oh, of course it did. Of course it did. Yeah. It, it, I am very planning based and detailed mm-hmm. and, and I, I, at the same time though, I do jump into things uh, yeah. pretty often. And I, and I take it like I want experiences and I want to try things. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a mix of the two things, you know, I was going to throw my hat in. I was like, why the heck not? You know, mm-hmm. uh, what, see what happens, you know, what's mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen. You can get, you can get told no. And at the end of the day, you know, if that would have happened, I would have moved on. But at the same time, through the interview process, I'm like in the back of my head thinking, okay, it's going to be quick. If this happens, you've got to figure out housing. You've got to sort all of the college stuff that needs to be done uh, at home over the summer, you know, make sure the staff is organized and figure out how I'm going to get out there, when I'm going to get out there, meet the coaching staff, you know, in person, all these different things. Um, and it was, it was quick. It was rapid. So yeah. um, I was thinking about him, but I think overall it was just kind of a really exciting opportunity to be a part of Minnesota Aurora. I mean, nothing like it. Yeah. So definitely. Um, when when were you hired? When in the process were you hired? Had they sort of started naming players yet, or were you hired that where oh. at the point where you could be involved in that sort of? player acquisition process, at least on the goalkeeper side? No, it was, it was all done at that point. Um, okay. So I remember asking a question in my interview. I looked at the roster beforehand and um, looked at all the goalkeepers that were on the roster. So one of my questions was, okay, so there are four keepers on the roster. Are you looking to add, add a fifth one? Just trying to think about how many I would be working with um, mm-hmm. if, if I had the role and, and um, um like I said, I, I think it was a literally a, a 10 to 14 day turnaround from the time I got off of the job to arriving here on May. I arrived on May 8th. We started on May 9th. We had our first practice, wow. I believe. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was very end of April and it happened quick. So we were, everything was in place as far as a brand new club in its inaugural season could be in place. You know, you never knew what the unexpected things were going to be, but we had our base of players. Mm -hmm. We now had our staff and it was like, okay, what's next? The season, let's go. So literally three months, maybe a little less from getting hired on or, you know, being in that process. Here we are talking about, uh, you know, after the season's over, sort of reflecting on all that. Um, Yeah, I think my interview. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I think my interview was like three months ago to the day. Wow. So that's incredible. It just is a testament to how, how, you know, 
how well the organization was able to navigate this process considering how how quick everything went and i mean the season just goes like that it's a month and a half and it's over right so um mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just incredible to see how things came together and to hear the stories like yours about how the the staff and this team came together um is very very cool um this is the probably the not so fun part but we are going to touch on the uh the match last night the USLW league final uh, where you guys did fall to South Georgia Trementa, the final score being uh, two to one. Um, take me through sort of the emotions of the day leading up to a match like that. I was talking to Andrea Yoke after the match last night, and she goes, yeah, I spent all week trying to pretend that it was just a regular match, knowing full well that it wasn't. Was that sort of the same for you, Cassie? Sort of what were those Gosh. emotions leading up? Yeah, it it just felt like it took forever to get to game day. <laughs> Yeah. The other ones felt like they came quick. And then this mm-hmm. was just like a drawn out period of time, a period of time. I was just like, when is it going to be the day? When is it going to be the day? And the, the, the clock just kept ticking so slowly. Um, so that I think built the anticipation around the game and built the excitement. Um, it, I don't know. It was just like, I'm not sure if, uh, it's so hard to so quickly process all of those emotions, mm-hmm. you know, after the game, but a lot of excitement. Um, I'm a yeah. pretty high energy person. Um, so I'm always bouncing around. I have a hard time sitting down. I'm very mm-hmm. loud and upbeat. And so I'm just like itching to get to the stadium. We have a you know, I'd probably get there at 3, 3.30 on a game day when we kick at 7. And I'm itching to be there, mm-hmm. walk out into the field. But then once you step onto the field, it just – it kind of did just feel like a game. It just felt like a game of soccer, and here we go. We're preparing. And I yeah. felt prepared. I felt ready. Felt excited. Um, I wouldn't say there was a tremendous amount of nerves. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely a lot of desire as well. I was just so stoked, stoked, big yeah. on stoke, big on stoke to see, you know, the, the wonderful young women on this team have this, in, this opportunity and, and to play in this league and in front of our fans and community. And mm-hmm. that was that so there was something a little bit different about that day is that TCO started letting fans in um, like an, a, a half hour early, and mm-hmm. so what we've experienced before is that once the game rolls around, it's still pretty sparse in the stands, you know, because mm-hmm. people are at the gate trying to get in, waiting their turn yep. in line, and then you know twenty five minutes in it kind of fills out, and then it's like okay yeah yeah we've got another sellout crowd, but this time it was like we walk out. And the coaches take our seats. Our players are, you know, waiting to come on the field. And this place is is already pretty full. And it's already pretty loud. And that felt different. That was noticeable. I mean, just walking up to the, you know, the press box myself. I'm there, you know, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes before the game. And I just see hundreds, thousands of people tailgating the parking lot, you know, another 50 to a hundred people already kind of flooding towards the gates. And it's like, man, like this is, this is, I mean, full well knowing this going in, but it's like, this is a big freaking deal. Yeah. 
You yeah, have, uh, you, have, you know, Ebbs sort of posting on Twitter, like, good luck, Aurora, or like on the way to the match, you know, going to cheer on Aurora. And it's just, it's just crazy sort of coming together of like all the support for this team all season long. And then you just see it in full force um, for that W League final, almost 6,500 in the stands. Um, pretty, pretty incredible. Um, as far as the match itself, Cassie, obviously it didn't go your guys' way, but I mean, it was a very well-played match on both sides, very end-to-end as a goalkeeper's coach. I'm sure it makes it very nervy for you. Yeah. Uh, seeing all those all those chances both ways. Um, just talk to me about, about y- your feeling on, on the match itself, specifically how, you know, Sarah Fuller was able to play between the posts, just made some crucial saves um, to, keep, to keep Aurora level and then in it till, till the very, very end. Um, when something had to give either way, and it unfortunately gave, gave the way of uh, Tormenta. But just talk about how you felt about her performance, and not only in the match, but obviously all season long and how crucial she's been. Yeah. Well, uh, first thing I want to say is that although the loss um, was incredibly tough and we're all so disappointed and it hurts, I did end that night thinking – what a final yeah. we just played. Like, what a show we just put on for our fans, for the women's soccer community, you know, for the, for the city, for the Twin Cities area. Like, what a game. You know, we, that game was fun. It mm. was high octane. There was good soccer. There were insane goals. I mean, Addie Simmons' goal that she unreal. scored was unreal. And and to their credit, Tormenta's game-winning goal, that strike, that finish was incredible. So mm-hmm. to have two really amazing goals and good soccer and a good atmosphere in a championship game like that, I think just provides so much fuel to women's soccer and mm-hmm. what this league is trying to do, what we're trying to do um, with Aurora and and the growth of the women's game so i really just wanted to touch on that um first first because i think it was a huge positive of of the day um now back to to sarah sarah is a gamer man she i mean i think this entire postseason she's been absolutely big time some of the saves she's pulled out have been i'm i told you i was excitable i'm up and down the sideline like running with my arms up, fist pumping, celebrating yeah. her saves because, oh my goodness, some of the stuff she's pulled out. And I mean, mm-hmm. not only that, it's not only the save she's making, but all of a sudden she gets the ball at her feet, you know, pushes it forward, hits a line drive down the field, and we're in an attacking position. It's like she yep. almost gets a hockey assist. And yep. like to have a goalkeeper that can be on both sides of that is fun. Um, so I think Sarah... Sarah had a, a stellar season and a stellar postseason. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's naturally a little bit, I think, stressful, you know, in a game when mm-hmm. you're facing an opponent that's getting, putting some stuff on frame, making some dangerous situations. But I think that there's just so much trust in Sarah and, and in our back line as well and in what the team was willing to do um, that it kind of, it helps us relax and helps me relax as a goalkeeper coach, knowing that like, Hey, we we're okay. Like we've got it. We've got a stellar player in, in net right now for us. Um, and I think that Sarah has just approached this summer, like with such an open mindset to, to learning and just to 
having fun and growing as a player. And I was, I loved seeing what she was committed to translate onto the field. Cause it was all her, you know? You can say you're excitable, Cassie, but you really, I don't know. I don't know if you can really prove you're excitable until you get back to back yellow cards and then get sent off uh, in a cup final. But uh, <laughs> well, what was, what was your reaction to that situation? I mean, it was their goalkeeper's coach who got sent off as a goalkeeper's coach yourself. What was your, what was your reaction to that particular moment? That was just, we didn't know what was necessarily happening in the press box. And then I started to put the pieces together and I was just like, wow, what a, what just like a crazy new element to add to an already insane final. Yeah, I, I don't want to speak on that too much. Um, yeah, it happened fine. so quickly. It happened so yeah. quickly. I was a little bit stunned um, mm-hmm. and and taken aback. Like, wait, did I just see that correctly? But yeah. I mean, I I'm excitable, but I've never I've never been carded before myself <laughs> as a player or a coach. I mean, I guess yeah. as a goalkeeper, you're not in many situations where you would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I don't foresee that happening in my future. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we could get that on the record, Cassie. Um, yeah. So and you can hold I, me to I, it. <laughs> yep, I'll hold you accountable. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Sarah has just been that 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 brick wall all season long, and um, even in stoppage time, uh, just making a couple saves to to make sure yeah. the game went to extra time was just incredible to watch. Um, so let's let's move back to sort of reflecting on the season as a whole. Um, Andrea, I, I, I pulled her aside after the game last night and ha- asked her a few questions and we'll get that audio out there soon. But, um, you know, one of the things she mentioned is like everything that happened this season far surpassed our expectations, T- ticket sales, merch sales, support, you know, all, everything that goes along, you know, player development, even a lot of the players she, she mentioned, you know, developed far, you know, far beyond their wildest expectations. What were, what were your expectations? coming in as to what this team could do. Obviously you, you had, you knew them from the social media presence and they had sort of solidified themselves as sort of a, a big deal and, and a team that wants to, you know, be more than the, than that average, you know, new, new soccer team sort of wanting to expand that and be more. And you obviously were, were well aware of that, but what were your sort of expectations coming in for, for the team and what you would experience during the season with Aurora? Yeah. Um, great question. So I think, uh, that was my initial expectations were really uh, further developed throughout my interview process and in conversations with Nicole. Um, I think that it was very obvious that this, the standard was to compete and to have um, success on paper in the season, you know, uh, as far as, you know, our performance and moving beyond that deeper than that, it was, this, we were going to have a huge investment into doing this the right way, you know, into approaching training sessions, the intensity of the training sessions, managing, managing the team and the performance environment. Like we, it's pre-professional, but we wanted to run this, you know, I don't know if it's under like run a tight ship, but yeah we wanted to do things in a way that valued, you know, what the position we've been put in, you know, that, that revered and respected the community support and the morale around Aurora. 
So there's this, we went into it with this huge, like motivation of, you know, we've been given this great opportunity to, to, to work with such a supported team, you know, something Mm -hmm. incredible, something very unique to work with that. And just this commitment to, to see how far we can go with it and to perform and to, you know, try to do things the right way. As I already said. So, yeah, I mean, there are, you know, there's some pre-professional teams and amateur teams that do run a tight ship and do, and do things well. But, you know, as somebody who's covered pre-professional and amateur soccer, I can tell you there's some, there, there's some experiences that uh, leave me, leave me scratching my head. So um, yeah, I think it was very evident from the beginning that, uh, you know, you guys wanted to be a, a little bit more and do a little bit more and, and, and have a little bit of a, a, a more solid reputation. And obviously you guys have done all that and more uh, coming in. Um, when you think about this, this season in the summer, Cassie, what's that, what's that first memory or that first thought that pops into your head when you're reflecting on the season as a whole? Oh, I, there's not a first one. Um, mm. it, if I had to say a word to describe it, it was joy. It's joy. Mm-hmm. And like, that's deeper than fun. Like we had fun. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. The, yeah. the fans, the founders, the community owners, the volunteers, the staff, everyone knows that we had fun, you know, but I think that there's this feeling of deep joy around the love of the game and coming out and playing and putting our all into it. And so if I'm thinking about the season, I'm thinking about that joy, you know, that joy that I felt, that joy that I've seen grow and flourish in other players um seeing staff like really come into themselves later on in the season and just like have big personalities um so i think of all the moments that where we felt that joy where we could see that joy and you know that's why i got into coaching really is Mm -hmm. i remember being a player in college and just reflecting on the season and thinking man, it's been amazing to, to watch my teammates and to feel it myself, like that growth, that love of the game, uh, you know, that development as young women, as athletes, as soccer players, as leaders. And it's like, I want to stay involved in that. And Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to continue in this. And, you know, it's just, it's just positive feedback for why I got into coaching this experience. It's just such positive reinforcement. Like, man, this is, there's nothing like this. There's nothing, and this season was fun with this team. This season was amazing. Obviously, in the fall, you're going to head back to uh, Salt Lake Community College, uh, your role as, yep. a, as a head coach there. Um, are you going to enter 2022 with, uh, you know, what? I guess, what are you going to take from this experience and, and apply now to, to Salt Lake? Are you, are you going to be doing anything differently or taking any adjusted approach, can, you know, based on the experiences that you had this summer? Yeah, I think it just goes back to kind of what I was just talking about. I mean, our staff at Salt Lake, um, we value, we value fun and enjoyment Mm -hmm. and having an environment that fosters that. Um, And it reinforces that, that, hey, you know, we, if we're in a safe and fun environment, like players are going to perform. Players are going to have that freedom to develop and get better, like you touched on earlier. So I really think that's a key to the environment that we 
you know, want to keep creating. I mean, I'm a, I was a first year head coach. I'm going to my second. And so it's not, the environment's not created. And, and at the junior college level, we're a two year school. So you kind of have to recreate it every year because half yeah. your roster leaves every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for myself reflecting on this season and, and how I've experienced, I've, I've personally refound my energy. I think I was a little bit the last couple of years, maybe more mellowed out than I, than I thought I would be and, or that I thought I, than I thought I ever was. And I feel more me than I have in a little while. And mm. I'm so excited to bring that back for, you know, my players and to have that energy for them and to inspire that joy in them and to see them inspire each other and have fun and love the game. So I think I, I'm, I know I'm really excited for that. As somebody who, you know, is in the twin cities here and sort of uh, is, is ingrained in the twin city soccer community, you know, and a lot of us who, who are, we sort of view Minnesota Aurora in this in this Twin Cities bubble and how it's uh, you know impacting the Minnesota soccer scene, the Twin Cities soccer scene, what it's doing for for little girls uh, and, and young women who are growing up and playing soccer and wanting to play soccer specifically here in Minnesota in the Twin Cities and in this little area. But as somebody who is coming in from sort of outside that bubble and is going back outside that bubble, um, have you had any experiences? Uh, you know. Uh, um, that you know maybe prove that Minnesota Aurora is is impacting the game beyond Minnesota. Like like what what do you anticipate having Minnesota Aurora do what they're doing on the pre professional level? Yeah, sort of having that solid presence as a women's soccer team underneath that NWSL you know surface. Um, what what ramifications do you see that having just for women's soccer as a whole here in America? Well, so two things. Um, first, I think that what our founders and community owners have done um, with this team. I'm sure as heck that it's given inspiration to other people around the country Mm -hmm. who have a similar idea and want to do something like this. Um, Mm -hmm. I think uh, Oakland's uh, there's a going to be a new expansion team. um, Oakland soul, I believe. I think they have a similar model. I mean, just, I think we're going to see that pop up and more and more and you know have this kind of aurora effect with how much success we've had and maybe those people that have that idea have seen the the production of aurora on the field the stadium the fans the community and they're like oh yeah let's let's do that let's figure out how we can create that within our community and i think that's going to make the uslw so fun because it is so community-based, you know, kind of homegrown feel to it. And so I think there's a kind of a macro impact uh, as far as the women's soccer game. Um, But then it's it's interesting because there's actually quite a few of us that have ties to Utah or are from Utah. And so I know a lot of people, you know, in the soccer community back in Utah who have paid more attention to this because mm-hmm. of you know, players from Utah Tech or uh, Utah State, um, a couple coaches. like So we've just had kind of inroads laid. People have paid attention. I don't know the impact that has on like the youth, but mm-hmm. as far as the game, it I think it uh, 
it helps. And obviously Utah previously has had an NWSL team. Um, so I think um, reflecting on the experience with Utah, uh, they're a community that's also bought into women's soccer. So, And reportedly getting one back in 2024, which is obviously really exciting for that. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. Fingers crossed that holds up, right? <laughs> yep, knock on, but, knocking on wood. We'll see what actually yeah. happens. I know that the new owners have, have said that. Um, so mm. we'll see what the league does. Yeah. Um, so speaking of leagues, obviously the the W League will continue to expand and grow. We start. We sort of already know some of these expansion teams are going to be coming into the uh, USL Super League. Um, that'll be starting next season as well. Um, so obviously the more teams that there are in, in women's soccer, the more opportunities that this Aurora effect has to continue to spread and grow. So I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Um, one final question, Cassie. And again, I, I really appreciate the time here. Um, obviously less than 24 hours from, from the, uh, from the USLW league final there. Um, are you going to be back for, for 2023? I mean, I know some of the players, you know, have mentioned that they want to come back. There are some players that are moving on to different collegiate careers. Obviously, uh, there'll be a handful of announcements of Aurora players that'll be turning pro, which is really, really cool. Um, but sort of what, what are your plans and expectations beyond your college season this year? Have you had those conversations or is it something you haven't even really thought about yet? Oh, well, first and foremost, foremost, I would love to be involved next year. Yeah. Um, and that would be within my plans. Um, mm-hmm. if it, if, if that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you'd be kind of crazy to, to not want to be involved yeah. with this. I think people are chomping at the bit to, to be a part of Aurora in all of its, uh, you know, in all parts of the organization. Um, so there's that, but I, it is, you know, a short season, like you said. So there's, it's just game, training, game, training, game, postseason. It's just so quick that there's not space to really think about these things during mm-hmm. such a short season. And then in postseason play, like your focus is on postseason. Your focus is on winning the next game and what you have to do to do that. So um, haven't had those conversations yet, um, but we'll see how it goes. All right. Cassie Ulrich, goalkeeper's coach from Minnesota Aurora FC and the head coach at Salt Lake Community College. Cassie, again, I can't express my gratitude enough for taking the time to come on tonight. Congratulations on being part of such an excellent first season, inaugural season for Minnesota Aurora. It's something that, you know, will go down in the history books and um, obviously every, every accolade and, and, you know, piece of, of national media notoriety that notoriety that this team has gotten over the, over the season has been 100% well-earned. And obviously you've been a big part of that uh, on the coaching staff. So um, thank you for uh, helping Minnesota Roar become what it is. And um, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy.